Today's episode of the Alt Kings podcast is brought to you by Expector. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today we have round two with Earthlings. Today we have Patrick and Peter. Patrick's main focus is the concepts of marketing, and Peter's main responsibility is the back-end programmer. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm I'm so happy that uh, that Peter Jan is joining today. Uh, So, Peter Jan, thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. It's very nice to have you, gentlemen. And Patrick, from our last experience together on the podcast, that was an overall great experience to host you. And I'm very happy to have you here today again. I'd love for you, Patrick, to just dive into what Earthlings is for all those new listeners who might not know exactly what they're listening into. That's that's always a dangerous question because I can write a book about that. Uh, best thing is to just uh, yeah. Well, there's so many things. There are so many things possible with our project. Um, best thing is to just dive into the white paper. It's there's going to be a new version in a couple, within a couple of weeks again. By the way, uh, updated version. Um, but mainly, I think we are focusing on uh, building a great game uh, gameplay uh, where we focus a lot on design. That's very important for us because if you want to compete with AAA gaming. You need a good design uh, as, if you want to stand out. So, and that's what we want to do. Uh, so, gameplay will come as well, of course. But that's a lot of programming go- uh, happening on the back uh, back end uh, with Quinton and Pitian as well. But uh, Quinton is more uh, the the gameplay developer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yep, luckily yep. Pitian is not a yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we're building a, a gaming metaverse because we will add the metaverse part uh, to it as well. But um, as said, we are focusing on a well-designed uh, game. And I think if uh, people will just go to uh, our uh, Twitter page where they can download the, the uh, where they can see everything that we already uh, did, they will uh, understand what I'm talking about. We want to, to bring uh, a quality game to Hedera and show that Web3 has, uh, is now also really advancing. And we're not the only one doing that. We're seeing that, uh, well, like I said many times before on Twitter space as well, uh, Blizzard, uh, governing council uh, member of Hedera, to me, that's a big sign. I know that Epic Stores is now also integrating uh, with Gala Games the right. other way around. Um, so that's, that, those are things that I like to see. And uh, we would really like to be a part of that, also bringing a, a great gameplay metaverse to Hedera. Couldn't have said it better. And I know that if people are out here interested in learning a little more about Earthlings, besides what we'll be discussing today, they can always go check out the previous podcast with what we did with you guys also. Exciting times ahead. I know that there's been many great pieces of content being released and being floated around the space so far that you guys have been providing to, say, Twitter and also your website in regards to what the game will look like and the future behind the game. You've been featuring the floating islands. Can you tell me more about them and how does something like this come into existence? Yeah, um, we were very pleased, uh, pleasantly surprised with what our team did there as well, because, of course, it's a whole team collaboration. And even Peter Young works on the the floating islands on the back end, but uh, that's things that we don't see. Sorry, Peter Young. Uh, (laughs) By the way, I I like to go from left to right and right to left. And Peter Young, (laughs) I did not know you had a cool chair like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a bit overpriced, but uh, it's, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I like it. Yeah, anyway, so back to the floating islands. Um, <laughs> sorry, just having some fun with PT on. I really didn't know that. But um, the thing is, we had the floating islands ready uh, for months um, uh, already. Uh, had uh, a gaming company do the, the first basics of, of, of it. But then we uh, diverted a bit to other... Um, um, things in our project that were more important at that time. And as we were growing, I'm growing as well in, um, uh, in, in design and just in overall gaming design and seeing what we can do better. So after two, three months, we went back to the floating islands as we wanted to show them to the community and we saw that they could be done so much better. And luckily, uh, we had Philip onboarding uh, the team. Um, I had a Twitter space with him last week with Philip. And he's amazing. So we started actually started to rebuild all the, 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 the whole scene. We just took the basic shapes that we already had, but we did everything again. Um, by doing that, and Tachana and I, we are then looking over his shoulder, always trying to, to improve where we see things can be done better. Um, and Heriso and his team, uh, that's the, the 3D uh, uh, building uh, team, um, we're building more props and assets to make the scenes even more complete. And as we are speaking, Philip is actually still improving on the, on the scene because uh, where we see that we can improve, we always will. So then we have um, the, the, the cool portals uh, that are in the scene as well. We have uh, a great studio now because we have everyone uh, on the team. Um, so so said that we have our own gaming studio uh, of which PTN is a part as well. But we were still missing and are still missing um, a particle effect um, uh, specialist. The effect so, specialist, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's F, F, VFX or FVX artist. What is it, Peter? I always get FX <laughs> particle effects easy, right? I mean, yeah, VF, <laughs> usually it's called a VFX artist, yeah, but I mean, VFX. you can call it whatever you want, sure. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't people just say particle effects? Why these, these abbreviations? Well, anyway, <laughs> so, um, so that, that's the only one we are missing, but it, that's not a, a big deal because we found Luminet uh, Studio, uh, the, the website's called the same. They are great and they are doing all these, these effects. And also, um, for instance, the leaves, leaves effect. Um, I, I sent you uh, this little video of the leaves. Um, what we wanted to do is always try to look at details as well. And I wanted leaves to be blowing over the ground. But I couldn't find this effect, yeah, because if you have nature effect like, like wind effects, you can download them, of course, and you can, can use them. But I couldn't see, uh, find any of these effects. But it's these little things that complement the scene. If you look at the, um, uh, the trailer of the floating islands, you, you can see it uh, in, in one of these uh, scenes. But I think these little things make uh, these sceneries and the gameplay so much more fun. Um, yeah. So if, if, if we find these things um, or we come up with these things and we can't find them um, because this uh, set a lot of nature effects are already integrated in Unreal or you can find them easily. But then we have them built by, uh, by the studio, Luminex, uh, Luminet.studio. Uh, yeah, doing some advertising for them. They're, they're great guys. <laughs> so so with, the, with this studio, we are complete and, and we are always fine-tuning all our scenes and uh, a lot of uh, stuff is still going on in the background. Sure. Uh, for, in for instance, the, we're now working on the, the desert scenes slash um, wastelands. 
We got some, wow. uh, some, some great uh, first uh, images uh, for you here as well. And that's a 3D team. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, hope you're going to pop them up on the screen as well. But uh, so this is a, a sort of desert uh, abandoned uh, scene. And it's, it's early now. We're, we're just in the process of making all these assets. And how it works is what I do is our, our 3D team, I tell them to create all these assets. And so in, in the pictures that, that I gave you, you see all these, these um, items a bit uh, on, on a small um, scenery, but of course we're going to spread them out more and we're going to build big, big scene, uh, scenes out of them. But this is, um, uh, if you can use your imagination a bit and see these images in the same quality as the trailers we already sh uh, shown, then I think you can imagine uh, that these scenes will look amazing as well with a lot of gameplay and um, I'm uh, eager to show them uh, in color soon enough. It's going to be quite exciting to see them in color, as I know that one of the main focuses for the whole entire project behind Earthlings is the littlest and the finest details, because those fine details make can make make or break a building in a sense, or make or break a scene, or make or break just the whole entire atmosphere that you're evolving yourself around, evolving yourself and involving yourself around within the space. And like you said, like the leaves, you know, just maybe coming through the, the streets or within the desert, if you have like sand or brushels or anything, it's just the finest details can really make or break just the whole entire experience. And I think that's great that you truly value just the the very fine details within the game and it it shows within the work itself i mean we've seen we've seen like the sewer trailers and stuff like that those alone have had a lot of quality detail that it's quite astonishing thank you so much for for the compliments yeah but uh, we couldn't do these things uh, if we didn't have these uh, uh, back-end programmers like peter Jan. and as yeah. i told you uh, I, i'm so happy that he came because uh, i asked him uh, to come and i i figured now nah, he's not going to come because i asked quinton as well and quinton actually onboarded peter Jan. Uh, oh, but wow. quinton he's a bit camera shy peter Jan, isn't he <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I told him I'm going to tell that on YouTube. Now, Peter Jan, if, um, Quinton didn't want to uh, do, doesn't want to do YouTube interviews, but he's amazing as well. So Quinton is uh, really focusing on on gameplay and yep. doing that stuff. But Peter Jan, what what do you actually do? Because for so, me, it's hocus pocus. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, mean, I'd love to know. The, the less the less you see of my work, the the better of a job I'm actually doing. Because if you see uh, what I'm doing, like the server glitches, that means probably means I'm doing something wrong. So most of what I'm doing now is you know uh, basically making all the the backend, making all the the online infrastructure, setting that up. Basically, you know we're using Unreal Engine, of course, and that has some like uh, replication network stuff built in. But when you're building something as big as like an MMO, essentially. Uh, there's really a lot of stuff that you need to build on top of that, like servers need to be spinned up and spinned down and stuff. When you like walk from uh, Europe into, well, when you're in Europe and you walk into Paris, like you have to seamlessly be transferred over to another server and stuff like that. Everything has to be load balanced. So it's stuff that you literally don't really see, but if you don't see it, that's a good sign. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of challenges with a project like this because we have, our maps are really big. Uh, like the entirety of Europe is is one big map. So there's definitely a lot of challenges uh, inherent to that. Like we have to get a lot of people onto that single map. Um, 
because you know if you have like a hundred people in Europe, uh, the odds that you run into someone be becomes very small because it's such a big map. Um, so you really yeah. focus on the the way that people interact with the game. So going from country to country, uh, just like the internal user face of the game, I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. How it, how it works under the hood, let's say. Yeah. Sure. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's a great that's a great way to put it. So what are the biggest challenges for a project of this stature that you face on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, so yeah, definitely the map sizes, as I, as I sure. said. Uh, it's really difficult to get uh, that many people onto a single map. And definitely when um, there's a lot of work we have to do on the engine side as well, because by default, Unreal isn't really uh, built for that, let's say, like those are like large scale. That scale, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff we have to do on that side. A lot of stuff we have to do on on you know the the whole infrastructure the actual you know backend the, the load balancing of servers and stuff like that also there's there's the issue of like synchronizing um like your uh your say that you, you own a plot in the game and you have a little garden and you put like a little garden gnome in your garden or whatever um so if you put that there people on a who are on a different server or shard also have to see that that garden gnome is there and even people that are on the other side of the globe, like in the US or something, and they, they visit Europe or whatever, well, in game, they they still have to see that that garden gnome. So that is definitely a challenge. How are you overcoming are you this challenge by chance? Uh, this uh, is something that we're still like working on. But, working uh, on? Okay. Yeah, this is yeah, pretty much still a uh, work in progress, but we're making good progress on that. So nice. <laughs> we'll have uh, more info to share on that in the future, I think. Yeah. The funny, the funny thing is with these things. Sometimes I come up with things. And I'm like, that's super simple. I like what he's now just explaining. I'm like, why is that so difficult? <laughs> but then they explain to me why it is so difficult, and then it makes more sense. Yeah, that yeah. definitely makes sense. And it's it's something that I mean, I feel as if developing, and you know, it's in a sense kind of a whole entire new language that you have to learn. And so for somebody who's not necessarily familiar with any of it it's kind of like foreign language to them until they start to understand it and realize what they're actually involving themselves in and engaging with. Peter, I've also heard that you're working on a mini game. I'm assuming yes. it's not as complicated as Earthling's main project, but what are some challenges you might face there and how has that process been? Uh, so that's only been, uh, that's that's not been in development for very long, but um, sure. Definitely, in terms of gameplay, it's relatively simple. Um, what type of minigame is it, by chance? It's it's kind of like a, a Pac-Man game. It's based on Pac-Man, but uh, it uses it's really cool. It uses like the Earthlings, some of the Earthlings monsters and stuff in the designs. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, um, monsters. Well, yeah, wolves, uh, wolves like animals, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> slash, slash Maze Runner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some, that, that's that's a good way to put it. But yeah, the, the challenges. Is definitely the the security because um, you know we are uh, you can earn like real money essentially with, with by playing this so definitely taking extra measures to make sure that it's not hackable and stuff like that so uh, I'm, I won't go too much into detail because like obfuscation is like part of the whole uh, security thing but <laughs> we are like um, the 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 whole way that that we're programming this is is definitely that is like the number one thing that we think about, okay, how how can this possibly be hacked and how can we make sure that this it's literally impossible to do this or that? Um, so yeah, that's definitely the main concern there. But I think we're 
the way we we're building it currently is it's going to be pretty robust hopefully <laughs> makes sense yeah you'd never want you know a potential game to be compromised by a third party and so i'm curious now is are you going through potential third parties to make sure that the security is ensured within each game that you guys develop out or how's how do you ensure the most security within each game that is being developed uh, so definitely, we're not really at that stage yet, but um, for for this game, especially the mini game, we are planning on really like months of testing uh, beforehand, before even like linking the crypto stuff into it. Um, so that's really important that we try to catch everything right there and then. Um, then there's probably going to be like a period of, of like limited open public beta testing. So first there's an internal testing phase, then there's a more public testing phase and we're going to roll that out on like, uh, yeah, phase by phase basis. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. nice. There, are, there are other projects who, who, who do these things as well, of course. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it is possible, but for us, these things are priority, uh, we can't have uh, people losing funds or uh, cheating. Um, both both are, are very serious because we don't want um, people cheating out on millions of tokens. And, uh, yeah, especially yeah. because yeah. tokens are so, involved. It's this even is more important us, than, yeah. yeah, it's a big priority. So, but at least uh, when we have the game live and it's not attached to any real uh, currency yet, uh, Steam or any uh, token uh, for that matter, we can test the hell out of it, <laughs> even make a hackathon, whatever. But yeah, at least the community has something to already enjoy and start practicing before they can maybe even maybe get some some Steam earnings there. Yeah, but I think it's important that we get the game launch first and then it's it's the joy, of course, that, 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 that that's the most important. Uh, important so and the rest will come later soon enough nice that's that's really awesome to hear i'm curious now for the whole entire you know the economy of earthlings is it only going to be ran off of steam token or will you be utilizing other tokens as well that's a bit of a surprise but um, actually i got a lot of paperwork uh, yesterday uh, that I was waiting for from Headstarter. Headstarter is our uh, partner for uh, minting the tokens and they're an awesome company uh, to do this with. Um, so I'm hoping to finalize this this week. And uh, yes, then we will um, hand out some more info. Uh, yet we already said on uh, a Twitter space two weeks ago that yes, there will be a second token. And we'll look, uh, th this also has to do uh, not only with security, because I've got some nice ideas. I didn't talk to you about that uh, yet, PTN, so <laughs> I'm not going to dive into that now. <laughs> but also with... Um, um, if you have an, a pure in-game token and whatever may come then for, uh, if, if the US decides to ban every uh, crypto-related game, we have an in-game token and we can use it just like Roblox does, for instance. Yeah. No, no matter what happens, you can just continue the gameplay because you can look at IP address and just uh, shut down certain activities 
for the, the, the Steam token, for instance, in the US. We hope this will never happen, of course, but we need to be prepared. So this is why we have two tokens. And there might be some other surprises coming up uh, yet as well. But uh, I first need to finalize everything uh, also together with Head Start before I can really uh, release uh, all that news. Uh, that may, may, is maybe something for another uh, episode. Episode, yeah. Round three, that's for sure. But one other thing I just kind of want to follow up on that. So I'm assuming one token will have a USDT pair at least, and then the other one won't have any sort of pair at all. It'll just be kind of like an in-house currency that has yeah, no real-world value. Well, one will have um, the, the, the... So we're going to dive a bit into it anyway then. So one will be um, Steam, as, as everyone is expecting it to yes. be, uh, that you can launch on a DEX, for instance. And the other will be, and I'm not going to say the name yet, it's very tempting, will be another token. There's going to be an in-game token. So like the arcade has, token. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 yeah for, for instance. So um, that has a fixed uh, price uh, to it. And I, I already know the price, but I'm not going to say anything about that yet. So it will always have a fixed price. But with this token, you can buy NFTs in the game. And NFTs... Yeah. Uh, let's assume that they won't be <laughs> illegal. I don't think they will ever be. But you, what, what people could do then is buy NFTs and then trade them uh, uh, on the open market for HBAR, for instance, and do whatever what they want with that. So Steam will not be able... Uh, with Steam, you will be able to buy this in-game token, but with the in-game token, you will not be able to buy Steam. So just to make sure that it's... Always, it can never, never be be seen as a security token. It will always be a utility in-game token, everywhere, anywhere. Yeah, I really like to just look at like utility in-game tokens, kind of like arcade tokens, like you're making uh, with the Roblox uh, relationship in regards to just it's only in-house. It can't be moved out of house, and you'll be able to utilize it for all aspects of the game for the most part, at least. And yeah. so I think that's a, a really good way to put it, and it's a great approach in regards to you know regulatory compliance. And if things were to strike down and you know go south, you have a backup plan in store. And so I really like that approach, and I think it's smart. It, you're you're basically weighing both options that you have, and you're you're going to see what works best, what works best, and simply utilize both to the best of your capabilities. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, uh, as I'm speaking, I'm, uh, as we're speaking, I'm writing actually out everything on paper now already, so that uh, I already got it worked out. Just need to look at it again and again and again. You know what's yeah. best. Look at it in the morning and then wait a day and look at it again. That's how um, you get the best uh, results. But I'm writing it down so that everyone understands why uh, we did it and how it um, suits our project best and uh, especially long term and why it benefits our projects uh, a lot. That's exciting. So Patrick, I got another question for you. So we've talked a little bit about some of the scenery that uh, you've been working on, like the winter landscape, the desert and the wastelands. What else can we be expecting in the pipeline in regards to scenery? Or is this something that is kind of kind to of, be determined, no, I'd, say. I'd say? No, 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 no. <laughs> we're working on a lot. So first of all, um, uh, we have... Uh, uh, yet again, uh, a, a new avatar. Uh, I, I didn't show it to the community yet. Um, well, you've seen it now. Um, so that that's always fun to do because um, we've got a great um, avatar builder, uh, character builder, uh, and maybe that sounds better. And he, uh, so he was a very uh, 
big upgrade to our team because um, uh, I, I love his stylized uh, styled pizza game. Uh, very, very good. So what else? Um, yeah, we're finalizing the towns. Um, I, I already explained to the community uh, once that, yeah, we had some bad luck with uh, Studio not delivering the quality I wanted, so we had to redo it all over again. Um, but but then we also needed to still work on the floating islands and on, on other scenes, so it got a bit, a bit of a mess there. We, they made uh, long days, uh, seven days um, uh, a week. Uh, as well, but we're almost there now, and I think um, the people will love the the towns because what what I think is very important, what differentiates us from other projects as well, because we, we've seen a lot of metaverse projects, but usually what they what I see and what they do <clears throat> is they make these designs not too detailed, quite easy uh, easy well yeah easy designs uh, very there plain. Plain, that's yeah. the, the nice one. But we're building a, a, a game. And so I think people need to expect as well that they will own something that really looks like you're in the game and this is your own little fantasy world. That they, so they need to look very good. And, and this is very difficult because um, we took a long time to get the style for the, for the city. And I'm still improving uh, on, uh, on, on that in more detail. Um, but the towns are again a bit of a different style of course because countryside or a city that's not that's another thing but also here i think we need to excel and i yes i'd rather be a bit uh, late than to show something that's disappointing so i will only bring them out when i'm happy of it uh, and i don't think uh, anyone will then say uh, oh they're a bit late no they will say wow <laughs> that's amazing yeah. again and that's the response we want and that's what uh, what we want to deliver so the the towns are um, on top of the list now uh, finalizing them uh, what else yeah we're working on uh, a winter scene um, that's um, something that i uh, I'm very eager to show as well because, um, uh, yeah, we, we have the whole of Europe. You've got Northern Europe, you've got Southern Europe. So I need some new assets uh, made as well, olive trees and stuff like that for uh, Italy and uh, Southern Spain. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work. Um, um, uh, so Peter Jan has a lot of work on his plate. I know that and Quinton as well. But we are we have such a big map. So our 3D team they they are continuously making new assets for me. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff coming out. But it's good because then every now and then I can show something and people can see um, where the money is going that uh, that we that we raised. It's going to the project and to building this amazing uh, game. Yeah, and you, it's definitely within the proof of work. You see what you're investing into, and it's it's nice to see, and it's definitely reassuring. I'm curious now, I've, I've noticed that you have a new pen that just released. Are we expecting any more pens down the pipeline? Um, actually, we can always expect something, but uh, yeah. we don't. I, I don't have anything um, uh, on Marcel's uh, desk laying for, for, for a new pin, so I don't want to dilute pins uh, too much yet, uh, maybe in the future, but uh, we saw good reason to... Um, to throw this pin out now, but uh, there's there's no new pins uh, on Marcel's uh, desk, so I don't expect anything soon, or maybe never. I don't know. <laughs> what? So, what is this pen again, by chance? 
It's a uh, well. We're still finalizing the the name. I uh, the, the team told me do it this weekend. They want me to have the utility as well. It's a telescope. Um, so, uh, but the utility, I'm not going to tell you here yet. I don't know when you're going to release this video, but we have it written down now. Just agreeing with it, uh, with uh, on it with the team, but also with Quinton, who didn't want to join here. Peter Jan. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but I have to, uh, every time I, I have a utility for a pin, I need to ask Quinton uh, yeah. if we can also re, um, uh, make this, this utility happen in the game. So it, it's always team collaboration. So before I show anything, uh, I always need to, to ask everyone in the team if, if it fits the game and if we can deliver on it. Because Quinton is a big part uh, on that. So sorry, I can't give you more information. Oh, no, you okay. just have to wait a few days. I'll wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're very trying to get a scoop of many things. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. You you always you always amaze me, Patrick, with what you're able to provide to the alt kings and just to your community in regards to you know the way you style things, the way you're able to add detail, and it's not. I know it's not just you. You have an amazing team behind you who does an astonishing amount of work also, and I just think it's really fascinating what you all have here and what you all continue to provide to the space specifically hedera and i'm curious now to know two things so let's start with do you plan on continue uh do you plan on looking for cross-chain coll collaboration i guess you could say i was more or less trying to go for cross-chain connections but is are you looking to you know collaborate with cross-chain projects and then what are some of your plans for the future of earthlings nft no one asked me that question about cross-chain actually so a nice question um i don't have any plans for cross-chain Sure. Uh, you never know. You never know what the future brings. But we we actually are very happy building on Hedera, and I don't yes. see any reason to go to another uh, chain. Why? Because I think um, if yeah, I do see other projects jumping to other chains as well, going cross chain. And, and sometimes well, here let me rephrase that. I apologize. It wasn't necessarily jumping and you know maybe going to XRP's chain or another chain like that. It was more or less maybe you know collaborating with another chain, maybe bringing them yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. them within maybe. your game, and then you know they their community realizes who Earthlings is, what they're providing, and then you have more exposure upon your very own project. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you can always do cross-chain collaboration. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but still, uh, even if I got the question wrong, it, it, the, that was a good question um, because the, um, so I would like to answer that as well. Um, because I think if you, if you build a great product, the product should sell itself. And if you are solely dependent on another chain for success because you get more people in then, um, is your product that good then? So yeah, maybe sometimes marketing-wise, you know, you could do cross-chain. But I think if we build a great project, and I'll just leave that responsibility with Peter Jan, so Peter Jan, it's on you. <laughs> I think if you build a great project, then it shouldn't, shouldn't matter on, uh, on what chain you build. But of course, Hedera has all the features that we need. I mean, the, the low transaction costs, it's just amazing. And with yes, all the is. transactions that we, that we need to do, 
yeah, it's for us a very important thing. But also, uh, it, it's so easy to build uh, on, on Hedera. Well, not for me. That's me. Peter Young can probably relate more to that if he would do a deep dive in, in that. But Jorgo, um, he's already integrating so many uh, things. And I saw him, uh, he showed me some stuff yesterday where he was doing uh, uh, on the back end, trying to implement some stuff uh, on our website. And I was amazed how far he was again. And he didn't even need any help from... Um, from other builders in the community. So uh, apparently, um, or it says something about Yorho. Yorho is a very good programmer as well. But let, let's say it says something about Yorho and something about Hedera. So it, it's it's quite easy, uh, apparently, to build on Hedera. So it, it's it's these things that made us choose Hedera to build on. And again, as said, um, if, if you are building a good product, then it shouldn't really matter on what uh, chain you, you, you work. Well, I, we couldn't do this on Ethereum. Let's be honest, the transaction fees, yeah. there are ridiculous. So yeah. yeah, of course, there are, there are no goes, but Hedera is a big yes go for us. That's exciting to hear. And I'm very happy that you established yourself on Hedera and you're definitely, you know, showing the progress within your project and it's 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 showing i mean people are able to see it you know visibly and it's nice to see it's very reassuring to anybody who is to invest into the uh the early stages of earthlings they're actually you know feasibly feasibly being able to see what's being created regardless of it being a photo a video or who knows soon down the line we might even be able to experience earthlings uh, let's let's assume we will. Uh, we still have a long road to go, uh, hence uh, the, the mini games. So uh, Peter Young will make it a fun game. If not, uh, Peter Young, uh, you've got other job options. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. That's not, that's not his responsibility, but uh, he just needs to make it work and safe. No, but um, yeah, we have a long road to, to go. We're just very happy to, to be in this uh, exciting community. Uh, so and, and we're not uh, planning to stop any any time because uh, we want to to make this uh, a reality and uh, we are uh, a gr we have a great team and i think that's also our strength we've got some uh, real specialists on everything on marketing on programming uh, well um, design uh, the, everything we've got someone on every department looking out for that so that's part of uh, our success and uh, well let's see where, where it gets us Yes, indeed. You need a strong team to succeed because you can't just do it yourself, Patrick. That's for sure. Nope. Peter, Patrick, thank you for your time. I truly appreciate this. And I'm very happy we're to dive deeper into the Earthlings project. If there's anything else you both would like to say, now's the time to do so. But thank you for taking the time once again. Thank you for taking time. And Peter Young, thank you so much. It came along. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay, great. See well, I look time. forward to round three down the pipeline. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast, and we'll see you all next episode. Peace.